Pirkei Avos, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Gimel. We continue with the line of the Mesorah, of the tradition, and we have Antiknos Ish Soho. Antiknos, a man from Soho, Kibel Mishimon Atzadik. He received the Mesorah, he was next in the line from Shimon Atzadik. He learned from Shimon Atzadik from the previous Mishnah. Who Haya Omer, he used to say, I'll tell you, do not be like servants who serve the master on condition to receive a reward or a payment. Should be like servants who serve the master not to receive reward. And the fear of heaven should be on you. This is what Atiknos used to say, and he would tell everyone that we should serve Hashem not out of um, feeling that we deserve some kind of reward for the mitzvahs that we do, but rather um, we should serve Hashem solely because El Shem Shemaim, for its own sake. Let's explain this a little more. Rav Hirsch, Shashanavala Hirsch, says that the word the word mishamesh means to serve is a little bit more than just a stam of ever just working. Rather, mishamesh means some kind of a benefit for the um, uh, servant. In other words, it's a tremendous, intense pleasure of having this relationship with the master. In other words, you get to be the right hand man of the king and get to always. We serving the king, that is a tremendous privilege, and for that itself, that should be the reward. The fact that we get to serve Hashem is a tremendous reward. We get to be close to our loving Father in Shemaim, that should be the reward itself, and we don't expect any other reward for serving Him. Rabbi Yonah explains, we serve Hashem at the intense Ahava, the love that we already have, Due to all that he has done for us, Hashem is our loving, kind, caring, and giving Father. He's constantly giving and providing with us everything we need, and therefore we already have a tremendous ahava for him, and when we serve him and do the mitzvahs, we're not looking for further reward. But Victor Miller's itself said, We don't ask Hashem for payment up front. In other words, let's say you went to go take a job somewhere. So, of course, in part of the negotiations, you would say, how much will you pay me? What will you give me for doing this job? But when it comes to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we don't ask Hashem for payment up front for a number of reasons. Because, first of all, when you're working with someone who you don't trust, that's the way you say to him, how much will you pay me? But Hashem, we do have tremendous trust and love for Him. We know Hashem will pay us. That's not a question. So to go and ask up front is almost disrespectful because we know that He's going to pay us. Uh, of course, we're still working the Shem Shemayim. Second of all, um, we already have a huge debt, similar to what Rabbi Yonah said. We come to Hashem, it's like coming to work with someone who already gave you tremendous benefits, and already helped you in so many ways. And now you're coming to work with Him, the first thing you would say was, I owe you so much, I'm not going to ask you for payment for the work I'm doing, because I already have this tremendous debt. So we do, when it comes to Kaddish Baruch Hu, from the moment we enter this world and on, we have long, long lists of all the wonderful, wonderful things, the chasadim and the kindnesses Hashem does for us, and therefore we already walk in with a tremendous debt to Him.
Now the Rambam says, as far as the last part of the Mishnah, because it said, uh, don't be like servants don't be like servants who serve the master in order to receive reward, but rather be like the servants who serve the master um, uh, for its own sake. And the, the Mishnah ended off with the words, Vihimora Shomayim Alechem. The fear of heaven should be on you. Um, the Rambam explains that there was uh, two Talmudim of Antignos, two students, one was Sardok and one was Baisus, who misunderstood what he said. And they thought he said, no schar for mitzvah, no reward for mitzvah. Of course, it's not true. And Tignos never said, you're not going to get rewarded. He said, our attitude should be that when we serve Hashem, we serve only in the Shem Shemayim. But of course, there is definitely a reward for the mitzvahs. But these two Talmudim misunderstood and they thought it was no for mitzvahs. And they really wanted to deny the whole Torah. And they tried to gain a following, had some people, but they realized they could not convince the people of this. People believed in the Torah, people believed in Hashem. They could not completely deny everything. So what did they do instead? They got people to follow them to deny the words of the Chachamim, to deny the Torah Sheba al-Pad, to say the Chachamim aren't to be trusted, we don't believe in the oral tradition of the Torah, and we'll make our own explanation of the words of the Torah. And they really broke from the Mesorah, which is an important point to keep in mind, because the, the theme we've had in the last couple of Mishnahites is Mesorah, is that Midos, Mitzvos, everything, all is grounded in the Mesorah, in the tradition handed down from Harsinai, from Moshe Rabbeinu, all the way down till today. They broke from that and tried to make a following that of people who do not believe in the uh, Misora. And unfortunately, they were very successful because there were a lot of people who followed them. During the time of the second Beis HaMikdash, there were many, many Tzedukim who had control of the Beis HaMikdash, control of the Kuhne Gadola sometimes, control of the political situation, connections with the Romans, and it caused a big... Um, 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 damage, a lot of destruction came because of these Tzedokim. Rabbi Victor Miller made an interesting point that um, the, the base of Mikdash really was the center and the hub where they were able to wield their power, controlling the, 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 the money and the political power. Um, in the second base of Mikdash, the Romans looked to the coin Godel as the leader and he was, that, that was a position that people tried to pay money and be able to get hold of that position. It was not really a melech. It was really what the Kuhn and And the Beis Hamidah was their center, their hub, where they were able to control the people. And Victor Miller said that there was a benefit, if we could say, there was a benefit of the Beis Hamidah being destroyed because now the Tzedukim lost their base. They lost their place where they were able to work from. And the Tzedukim basically disappeared after the Beis Hamidah was destroyed. The Tzedukim disappeared from the Jewish people and were lost, and that was the end of that. Of course, we heard later on from the Karayim in later, much much later times, and other generations people tried to destroy the, tried to deny the Tersha Balpem. We had that trouble again, but not from the Tzedukim, and that was the end of their following. Um, another interesting note is they were not able to deny the Torah itself. The Torah Misina was clear. There was no, it, was not, it wasn't until much, much later on in history that there were Jewish people that actually tried to deny the Torah itself. Because everyone knew that the Torah was given to Har Sinai and the Torah was given to Moshe Rabbeinu. 
And what they tried to they, they tried to make an inroad into the moon of the people by denying the words of the Chachamim, and that would lead to denying everything else, which it did. That's what it led to, uh, eventually. But we have to remember once again that the Torah of Alpen, and it's also a lesson of Hanukkah. Chanukah is the Yom Tov Torah how we held on to the learning of the Torah, the Torah that's not written down, and the Messiah that we have, and uh, we must always remember that what the Chachamim say is correct, and uh, we have to follow them, and uh, you know, you can, the Moshul, like if you were to uh, uh, go on a trip, and someone gave you directions, and he told you which roads to turn on, you could go to this road and that road, but you basically basically staying on the main streets, you'll get there more or less safely, and even if you get a little bit lost, you always can ask someone, how do I get back to the main road? You're able to get back to the main road. But if someone says to you, you know, if you walk through this forest by these trees and cut through this shortcut and this one over here and this path over there, you'll get there a lot faster. You might get where you want to get to, but if you get lost, you're going to be totally lost. So we say, We try to work on the, walk on the main road. We don't try to make, Jewish people don't try to make new movements and new break-offs because, again, if we're not grounded in the Messorah, can't have it. Of course, there have been movements to to strengthen the Jewish people, the the Hasidic movement, the Muslim movement, um, uh, other ones have tried to use the Messorah within the framework of the Messorah, try to strengthen Jewish life. That's 100% fine, fine because that is Bader HaMelech. He's still going in the way of the king. You have not gone off the main road. You didn't give, deny the mitzvahs. You did not deny the Torah Shabbal Pechas Vishalom or the Mishnahs or the Gemara or the Messorah. Nothing is new. Rather, you're working with the same framework, just trying to reinvigorate and strengthen um, a, a Jewish life and mitzvahs, and that is appropriate. And history has shown how in every generation there was always those who kept the Torah, those who kept the Messorah, those who did not veer off the road, and those who did not. They used to call them Tadukim and Baisusim in those times. Later on, they were called Karayim, and much later on, they were called Maskilim, and then they were called Reform and conservative, reconstructionist, all kinds of other names that they gave the people who said that we know better than the Messorah. But in the end of the day, Derech HaMelech Nelech, if we work, walk on the, the path, we hold on to the Messorah, and we don't break certain basic ground rules, otherwise we don't argue with, uh, with the Messorah we have, rather we just try to enhance and strengthen what we work with, that will keep us straight, and we will be the ones who will be there at the end to greet Mashiach. All those other movements, one by one, have always been cast aside. They got lost among the Kayim. They're not here anymore. They're not around anymore. But the true, following the true Messiah is the way to get to where we have to get to. And once again, to greet Mashiach, to Kenu, Amen.